0: It is a podcast as contemplative as a Rod Serling story and as intentional as a Jordan Peele production. It is the middle ground between movies and television, between comedy and horror. And it lies between the pit of a man's expectations and the summit of his excitement. This is the dimension of discussion. It is an area which we call Quality Check Podcast. Welcome back, film and television fans, to Quality Check Podcast, Twilight Zone Edition. I am one of your hosts, Daniel Posey, and joining me to my left, in the fifth dimension, Drew Douglas.
1: As they say, in for a penny, in for a pound... Daniel, we started this thing, and we're stuck. We're stuck in the fifth dimension, and I want out.
0: (laughs) All I can say is not all Twilight Zone episodes are good.
1: You stole mine. We'll get to that, but you stole that from me.
0: I'll just erase it. Don't erase it. You keep it. We started doing this podcast going over Twilight Zone because we love the Twilight Zone. We were excited for this series coming out.
1: Like a lot of good stuff, it started out with good intentions. Great
0: intentions had... Lots of promise. And I would say that it still does, but... I don't know. That is waning a little bit, I would have to say. That's the tease that I have. Unfortunately, it pains me because I'm a huge Twilight Zone fan. I grew up a huge Twilight Zone fan. I would consider myself to be... The biggest Twilight...
1: Oh, just one of the biggest? One of the biggest. Like a good 2019 Twilight Zone episode, we're going to beat you over the head with... Just repeating how bad this episode is. Just how we (laughs) feel
0: over and over and over again.
1: Thank you for joining us. If you
0: don't know what Quality Check is, Quality Check Podcast normally covers movies, but we're stepping into the fifth dimension to cover the rebooted TV series, The Twilight Zone, which is streaming on CBS All Access. Signpost ahead. Spoilers for this episode, Not All Men. We will cover... Not only this episode, but we'll talk about previous Twilight Zone episodes and other shows that compare and or are similar to this episode. So Drew, let's just dive into Not All Men.
1: Do you have plans to see the meteor shower tonight? I've been dying to ask you out. are you feeling it too? Something truly cosmic. Let's go check it out. Be careful. That's incredible.
0: Dylan, stop it. Wait. Something's happening. Those guys. Dylan, last night. Dylan
1: attacked you?
0: It's just the men.
1: It's the meteorites.
0: Not All Men, a story about a meteor shower that spreads infection across an entire town, affecting some of the inhabitants more than others and that line some refers to all of the men
1: if this meteorite shower if this were to happen here in town I would pray that it hit me in the
0: just hit me in the head and kill me just take you out because you don't I don't want, want to be around for this you don't want to have to deal with this aftermath before we started recording and while researching this episode I came across not all men but I forgot about it until you brought up this hashtag. It was a hashtag. It's a huge
1: hashtag. It became an internet meme, obviously, because everything does. Oh. And it's just something that well, a lot of people don't like, the term not all men, because it like deflects important conversations about things like sexual assault. And of course, it took off in 2014 with the Santa Barbara, California killings. Uh, this guy went on a killing spree, killed seven people in and around You see Santa Barbara because he was upset that he was getting rejected by women and he was going after men who he said were sexually active.
0: This title is referring to basically not all men are going crazy in this story. And I can't really find that here. But... Let's get into the stats of this story, and then we'll get into our overall thoughts. Not All Men was released on May 9th with a runtime of 42 minutes, 35 seconds. Did it seem long to you?
1: I don't want to say it seemed long. It seemed bloated for the plot.
0: 100% agree. This episode is written by Heather Ann Campbell. Now, if you've been following us and our Twilight Zone podcast episodes, you'll also recognize that Heather co-wrote the last Twilight Zone episode, Six Degrees of Freedom. If you want to hear more about her, you can go back and listen to that. But just a quick recap, Heather Ann Campbell has primarily worked in sketch comedy, such as Who's Line? Now, this episode is also directed by Christina Cho. She's worked primarily as a director on short films, but she's also directed a few episodes one in Queen Sugar, that's on OWN, and also The Act, a Hulu series based on a true crime story that's that happened in Springfield, Missouri. What's the story? Basically- You just got to say Gypsy and people will know. Yeah, it's it's the story of Gypsy Rose Blanchard.
1: You've seen it 155,000 times if for some reason Hulu's doing a show. About it. I kind of want to watch it though.
0: I've wanted to see it too, but every iteration of this story, I've seen it,
1: that's except nice. for this At show. At this point, we've seen the story a thousand times. What- does this Hulu show have to offer that we don't know?
0: That obviously... Probably not
1: much. Yeah, Obviously, yeah. Unless, Unless there's, like there's some, some weird twist. twist ending that we didn't know about.
0: It's going to be a twist, and that's whenever they're, they're going to surprise us with a, oh, hey, here's season two of the act.
1: We're going to say the twist is that Dee didn't die.
0: And then she, she comes the, back.
1: She was the mastermind like Kaiser Soze. You never know
0: in the Twilight Zone. So for actors, we've got Thaisa Farmiga, who plays Annie Miller. Most recently, she starred alongside Clint Eastwood in The Mule as his granddaughter. Totally forgot about that. Well, she's only in it for about
1: two and a half minutes.
0: Almost a cameo role in that. But
1: she wanted to work with Clint. Who wouldn't? Who would not want to?
0: Now, you will probably most likely remember Thaisa from last year's horror film, The Nun.
1: Ooh, yeah, I, I do remember that because it was so bad. <laughs> not because of her. No, she's not. I would like to fine. say that
0: movie just sucked. Up next, we've got Luke Kirby, who plays Dylan in Not All Men. You will most recently recognize Luke as the guy who's getting his back snapped by the beast in glass. Now, Luke has also starred in Amazon. We saw Glass. W- we did. What part is that? That's whenever he is, he comes across, Luke's character comes across the beast trying to escape. And he sees Mr. Glass in the wheelchair at the end of basically that's the, there is, are shelves. Is that he the have, guy
1: that works at this? Yes. S- okay, he's, okay.
0: He's one of the workers at this facility where they're holding. I don't want to give too much away about the story, but. They've got these, these uh, captives, and there we'll end up seeing Luke Kirby. I believe he's also in the trailer, and you see this ominous.
1: I think he's the one shot. that, yeah, you, you have, you're led to believe that he's a huge creep. I can't, yes. I can't remember that's him. if he is. Uh, by the way, if you haven't got enough Tice in your life, the Nun 2 is in the works. Seriously? <laughs> yeah, of course. I remember we made a boatload. Yeah. Somehow. I just can't wait for them. It looked so good, though.
0: I can't wait for them to tie that in where we see her and her sister playing alongside each other because her sister plays uh, Lorraine Warren. And that's in the Conjuring universe. And, yeah, all of that. Just are, it's link all it. all
1: connected. Bring it together, baby. I want to see those sisters the working together. looked fantastic. One of the best looking horror films in a long time. For the trailer? No, just, the movie itself was visually okay. very well made. It re- reminded me a lot of like the
0: 1970s horror films, like
1: kind of John Carpenter e,
0: but before yeah, John Carpenter. It's very, very yeah, I, thick fog. It was it was it was a throwback type film, a throwback horror film. Let's talk about the nun. You you want to go just uh, derail the no, podcast and it, talk about the nun? We I, should. The
1: visually, looks fantastic, and it's very got a lot of Omen vibes, which I dig. We don't need to talk about that. Finishing
0: up Luke Kirby, he's worked on Amazon's The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel and HBO's The Deuce. I've really wanted to see The Deuce.
1: Now, do we know, is he related to the Kirby character from Nintendo?
0: Believe it or not, he's going to be playing Kirby and the live action version right after Sonic comes out and is blasted. And Nintendo is like, we got to do better than this. And they will with Luke Kirby as Kirby and last up for the actors in Not All Men we've got Ike Baronholtz who plays Mike now Ike has recently starred in Blockers Right. is it funny oh you, still, you seriously haven't seen Blockers no why why are you asking seriously no because I, I for some reason thought
1: that you really liked that movie um, thinking back to it I you know I, it's on HBO and I, I want to see it I don't think John Cena is that good then
0: skip it. I'm serious. Is it just
1: a lot of John Cena trying yes. to be funny? Yep. Why and, do people like John Cena so no, much? And
0: no joke, you think I'm going to be saying this as a gag, but they're, throughout this movie, it's John Cena sticking things up his butt. Are you a team player or aren't you? I just chugged a 40 with my a- Like, why? Because they end up going to this frat party, and John basically has to get into a chug-off with one of the fraternity guys, and the one way, the, the way they're doing it is by shoving up this pipe of their butts.
1: Yeah, we, that's a problem. We've done, I've seen a lot of news stories about that. I had to give it up. I used to do that all the time. I mean, we got, there's, they issued warnings for parents about telling uh, their kids and their daughters, especially don't stick vodka-soaked tampons Ooh. inside of themselves to get drunk.
0: That's, that's the fastest world, way.
1: That's the world we live in, folks. Sadly. I would say doing the tampon bit is probably smarter than watching this episode of the Twilight
0: Zone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Maybe a lot more enjoyable. Yeah, you you will definitely get that high a lot faster. This other movie that Ike has starred and that I've got written down, you liked it. Bright, the Will Smith oh. <laughs> Uh
1: Yeah, I, I, I... It was fun. Oh, man, I'd struggle to say that I liked it. What was but it? I kind of liked it. But yeah. that was when he was on a little journey with uh, David mm. Ayer.
0: That's right. He was a
1: suicide squad.
0: Speaking of, he was the jerk guy who was always picking on people, the, the prison guard. He was
1: disgusting. Guard. He's a, a typical David Ayer character who's just disgusting. And
0: Ike starred in a lot of episodes on The Mindy Project.
1: I really kind of just know him from Neighbors 1 and 2. Oh, yeah because he's their he's their buddy, and he's funny in it, I, and I think he's actually a really good actor he's he's a lot of fun he flexes some muscles in this one too i yes we'll get
0: to that now let 's segue into our thoughts on this. starting with not all men is fill in the blank i'll go first because I read this online. I love it, and I had to use this, although it does not give a whole lot of way about how I feel about this episode. it is. Not all men is going for broke to get you woke. Oh, boy. That's it.
1: And they nailed it on that one.
0: I cannot, I had to say, I cannot take credit for that. I found that on IMDb while I was researching the episode. Just scanning to see what everyone else thought about this episode.
1: And it, I assume, like this episode, is going to be Rip City. And I'm not talking about Portland, Oregon. (laughs) We're going to rip this. Uh, you already stole mine. Mine, I tweaked it a little bit. And I was going to say not every episode can be good. Ooh. And this season is proving that quite a few, quite a bit. That's sad because. You and I
0: have talked about this. I, I, I'll beat it over the head we, because this is the episode to do that with.
1: We were really excited for this to come back. We've been lenient, probably more than we should be. And at this point, the cute factor of, oh, Twilight Zone is back. The excitement factor of having it back is starting to wear thin. And we're having to start judging these based on the quality that they are. Sure. And it's time that – I just think at this point, season two has already been greenlit, whatever. But – and this seasons it's in the can, I would imagine. Everything's yeah. done is done. So there's no going back. Season two, they're going to have to basically take a long, hard look in the mirror and say, is this just kind of show that we want to do again? Because if you go on the internet, I mean, these episodes are getting tore apart.
0: Especially this episode. People hate it.
1: Which I I think people hate it for a number of reasons. And one, I think a lot of them in this case are valid. Just beyond whether or not you think the Me Too heavy handedness is hitting you too hard. Just as the story itself, it's just not
0: good. That's where I'm going to say my major disclaimer is, you know what? I can deal with that, the non-subtlety, but have a strong story, and that's where I fell off this. Let me read to you Peel's intro. This happened seven minutes and 53 seconds into the episode. Here it is. Meet Annie Miller. Annie has always seen the world as a place where she can maintain control if she just played by the rules. But tonight marks the beginning of a change, both in her and the idyllic town she's always called home. On the eve of her sister's birthday, Annie will be forced to contend with an event well out of her control and a simmering violence about to boil over into the Twilight Zone.
1: I think, I think her character comes full circle in terms of an arc. Uh, going by just what the narrator says... Annie does have a a beginning, middle, and end. Going over the plot, and we talked about this is one of the biggest problems I could say Because we're still talking overall thoughts here. Sure. And we've already basically gave it away. I didn't like it. I don't think you liked it at all. I will say,
0: watching this episode, I liked watching it but after it left a bad taste and it's not the fact of wow this ended and there's really not a lot of hope it's not optimistic it's like this giant struggle and fight and it's like very representative of a lot of basically news stories that have been released and this trend this sad trend that has happened but the more i think about it the more frustrated i get because there is a nice kernel of a story that could blossom into something great it just falls to the wayside because it's quite frankly blunt and just way too forward and it doesn't bait us along and giving us these nice mysteries and these other elements that helps build up a story we just don't get that here sadly And it it
1: really bums me out to say that. A lot of these episodes feel very half-baked. And with this one especially, it felt like they wrote a first draft, Mm
0: -hmm. and that was it. And it just stayed there.
1: It's just like, let's let's use this real quick. And you and I have talked about this, where some of these endings are not working, and then you and I sit and we talk about it, and we come up with five endings, and a couple of them, I think, are way better than what they end up using. And that's what a lot of these feel like. They just did one... Read through, and they never thought to take time to do more drafts. Like they, f- they feel rushed, mm-hmm. and this one especially feels it's 42 minutes long. It's got the plot about it as thin as you could possibly get, and that is somehow s- stretched 42 mm-hmm. minutes. It feels like a short film, like a 10-minute short sure. film, where we're like, you cannot go over 10 minutes long. It should. Be. So we set it up, and we quickly get to the conclusion. It also feels like if we're Walking Dead, it's like season four, episode seven, and we need kind of something to carry like a filler episode, let's say. It is.
0: It's very much so a filler episode. Where we
1: have Glenn and Rick, and they have to get from point A to point B. And that's all the episode is. It's just like, how do we avoid these zombies? In this case, it's these maniac men. And that's all it is. It's the meteor shower happens, men go crazy, and they're forced to – Survive through the night basically that's it that's it that's, that's all. all we're getting so whether or not this is a good story which i think it is i think their heart is in the right place with a lot of these mm-hmm. stories the execution has gotten so far out of hand and mm-hmm. how poor it feels and just how half baked it feels it's such a disappointment agree, agree. it's frustrating this i don't know the outline is there for a good story, but it crashes, like the Northern Gold Star Airlines flight 1015. You know, so you said you liked it watching it. I yes. did not. I was into the cold open. I kind of wish the mystery was dragged on a little bit because That's, within yeah. the first, let's say, five minutes, the meteor crashes. He goes crazy, and then we know everyone Everyone else starts going crazy right after that. And there's, there's no buildup. There's no tension mm-hmm. in the buildup. And she, Annie, who is uh, Thaisa, she catches on that the meteorite is likely to blame for all this weird behavior so quick. I just wish we had a little mystery of her being like, it might be that meteorite. Something like just, if you're going to, 42 minutes is fine, but stretch it out a little bit. Or whenever they
0: start to get into the neighbor's. Like this guy out mowing his lawn. He's obviously wrapped up this the uh, water hose and maybe this guy's just losing his mind. Whatever it is, that's maybe not necessarily causing him to go crazy, but just do these wacky things. There is enough that you could build toward and keep it where characters are doing smart things, but the story itself is doing something smart rather than just giving it all away right away
1: just that's a good idea to have the mystery that's like your first i wonder too if the beginning of this is annie goes on a date with a co-worker and the guy gets they see the meteorites he touches it and gradually becomes more aggressive he wants to push the sexual behavior further than she feels like it so she leaves and he throws a temper tantrum Mm -hmm. i kind of wondered should she have seen the temper tantrum? Maybe she's driving away, and in the background we see him losing his crap. So the first encounter that she has with the crazy guy is that neighbor at the birthday party. Sure, but then it's like, how do you tie the red the meteorite back? I don't know. Well, all There's you have to do, to do it. you
0: all, just stretch it out a little bit. Well, all you, yeah, that's it. If you're going to stretch this to a forty-two minute episode, if you're already doing that in the first place, build up that story. But this could have been condensed to. Like you said, almost a 10-minute short film. Keep it at the bare minimum of like 22 minutes. I think one way to get around this issue that we're talking about there being more or less this meteor problem. All right. So we've got Annie and Dylan. They're out watching this. This meteor shower comes down. And that night, maybe Dylan's acting a little crazy. Like he's starting to... uh
1: something he should be the... Maybe one of their names – maybe she's with him and he's fine and they witness another man acting nuts. And then she, he, oh, through the night, he gradually starts acting weirder and weirder too.
0: And maybe he just looking at her and he takes longer to respond or he drops something and it causes him to get more upset. Whatever it is – Make it gradually, like he said, grow into that. We spend more time with these characters. And then the last five minutes, it just goes completely off the rails as opposed to them just starting to go off the rails right away. The other thing, there's no need for them to touch the rocks and make it literally that blatant. Why not? The meteor shower happened. They're questioning what's going on as more and more people start to go slowly insane And then maybe it builds up and there is like this giant rock and then I'll get into the episode later, but make it have a meteor punch rather than it being just what it turned out to be. I mean, I like the
1: water aspect. Yeah. Something in the water. I do too, but. Which is the thing where like maybe she's with Kirby's character and they encounter something startling next door and he's like, I'm going to go in. I'm. Something you know, he's like, I need to get a drink. Mm-hmm. I've he is maybe he's got to go chase the guy away or something, oh. so he, he needs a drink of water, and that's what sparks his weird behavior because he's now ingested it. But again, all of this is irrelevant when we get to the ma- ending,
0: yeah. And that's the thing, I just feel like it's it has potential, and then it just literally washes it away.
1: I struggled. Because I told you... To get through this. I got halfway through and you're like, that's when it goes crazy. And I was like, I hate this. So when did you turn (laughs) it... Like, when did you pause it? Uh, Around the point when it started going crazy in the bar. Okay. Yeah. When everyone's doing shots and for some reason they want to ingest the meteor because that's what you do because you're a guy. Yeah. Just, I I, I guess it's the idea that you...
0: That's it. There's so many decisions that's like, okay, like who would do that? And I understand this is the Twilight Zone, but... Once again, just because of characters saying, well, just because you're a guy, I don't know. There there are a lot of story issues that I have a problem with, not necessarily the direction, like you said, their intent with that. A lot of people said this episode seemed improvised. Like they had a rough idea and they're like, you know what, just go ahead and whatever you feel. And I read that
1: online a lot while doing research. It feels like the writer strike happened, and they yeah. you weren't allowed to tweak it in any way. Sort of, they're on the fly. they during production. They're like, they're like, uh, hey, Thaisa, we need, we need some help. Can you spruce some dialogue up a little bit? Just take it away for five minutes. The other thing that was brought
0: up online, I thought was really fascinating. Someone said, you know, Jordan Peele was so adamant about bringing this to life. He's working as a producer. What if he steps in more to be more hands-on for writing these episodes?
1: It's just so much for him to have to do. That yeah. We, we, that can't happen. And that, I just, Like what – We need tough. to look this up. What the production time was between when this – I feel like like two or three years ago this was announced. Sure. So this isn't something that – It's just on a whim. In October of 2018, they're like, you know what? Let's bring this back. And they're pushing this out as quickly as possible.
0: That's been the most confusing thing. And maybe they could have been working on this while Peels off doing his own stuff because he's coming in to do the narrator and and executive produce. But it just doesn't seem right and rushed. It just seems rushed.
1: By the end of this, we learn that the meteorites have Mm -hmm. nothing to do with anything. It's Mm -hmm. basically placebo effect. Yep. Where like men are going wild and then it just latches on because other men just want to feed. They feed off the energy. It's like their natural violent tendency. By the end of this, some of the men are not affected, we come to learn. But one of them, he's a soldier and they've been kind of rescued. He still acts like a douche. That's it. Like
0: it defeats the purpose of what this stands for, the meteor.
1: He has some slam. Well, it's not really slam. But he's like, you would look better if you smiled because he looks at her driver's license. And that's when she stands up and she says, no. No. So I guess that is the idea is um, it's natural behavior, but somebody needs to finally stand up against it. Sure. I get it. It's just. But what's the point of the meteors? Why do we have the meteors? Yeah. Because when the men start losing their mind, their veins start popping, their eyes are bloody, and they're turning red and violent. And I just, where is that coming from? Because that's just not natural. Yeah. Just have the meteorite be a part of it. Have it be. My thing is. So nonsensical.
0: What if the meteor is literally a test that is being conducted by the government and then you take this, the monsters are due on Maple Street and then you end up having government officials standing on a hill and they're overlooking this entire, you know, this small community and like, wow, this is working. We never realized that this would happen and maybe they're trying to weaponize this to. But how
1: long, how many times are we going to. We're going to, like, dig into the Maple Street well because this would be number – this is this basically ha- number three. And that
0: that's the main draw, I would say, the primary reference in this. And we'll get into those Easter eggs at the end of this episode. But still, I just – how do you end up getting this to really affect these characters rather than them just being affected? And they end up choosing, as they said at the end of this episode, they choose whether or not to be good or bad. That's the thing that left a bad taste in my mouth. I'm like, all right, so you set all of this up. There's possibility you end up giving this hard edge. This is what we're going for, stance, this social commentary, and yet the story just falls flat, and the ending falls flat. And- what did
1: you think about? So it's uh, Annie and her sister. They're basically struggling to survive all night long, and at one point, her sister holds on to the meteor. And She's trying to gain strength from it, and and essentially become a superhero. Yeah, to uh, thwart off all these evil men. It Doesn't work. Did no. you even like that bit? Like, if they went somewhere with it, yes.
0: But they just dropped and like, I'm oh, sorry, no, it's just the guys. I'm like that. He's kind
1: of referencing because when we first, one of the first things we see Annie doing during the right after the the open is she's in warrior pose and yoga. Mm-hmm. So it's just like that.
0: Well, I just, here's the thing. This is where my major, I don't know, complaint, but critique will end up coming from. We end up having these meteors, and they're affecting the guys. Wouldn't, as a story, it also be very effective if it ends up having an effect on, like, say, Annie's sister. And to a degree, maybe she starts to... Not necessarily get violent, but she's like, you know what? Maybe that's not a bad thing. And she's starting to basically rationalize what's happening or why they're being subjected to these conditions. Then, okay, that's fine. Do that. Because that would make more sense than just allowing it to play out the way that it does. Speaking of the ending, I also want to read to you Peel's Outro. Tonight... Annie Miller found herself in the center of a mysterious and violent epidemic. What she encountered was no material disease, but rather a plague of conscience, one that gave men permission to ignore decency, consent, and fear. And tonight, all it took was a few innocuous little rocks to turn men into monsters here in the Twilight Zone. You know what? I like it. It's fine. But it doesn't <laughs> – it, it does not really dive into – this mystery, and that's what's really frustrating. There is no mystery. No, that's plain and not. simple. That's one of my major digs. So let's try to find the things we actually liked about this episode, and three things or less. Do you I, have three?
1: Do you have one thing? I mean, I do think it's good that this was written and directed by women. I think that's that's good. You don't want couple of white guys riding this oh. <laughs> it's, it's just not how it should be sure uh, cast wise you know Thais is pretty good and I like that her character comes full circle as we mentioned Ike B isn't in this very much but he's good I think he's actually a really good actor and he's terrifying in this when he loses his crap sure and he seems like someone who could really snap snap I guess it's the production is fine there's a couple nice little camera stuff That's about all I can say.
0: Okay. It's not good. At the bottom for me, I've got three things. Number three, I love the mayhem in the streets. I would –
1: I feel like they could have gone further. Make it – you mentioned last week in a prediction. It's going to be a bloodbath. Sure. And it's not.
0: Well, so a lot of these, I like it, but it comes with more than other episodes – Kind of this asterisk of, well, but there's also this. And that's kind of where I'm going with that. I like this mayhem, it going off the rails. Give us that episode. This was supposed to be it, I'm assuming, from this first season of the rebooted Twilight Zone. But at the same time, like you said, if they're able to show us graphic violence or, you know, drop the F-bombs like in The Comedian 40 times in a paragraph then why not just go off the rails in terms of it being a slasher, more or less? But regardless, I'm okay if they didn't. Did You've
1: you mentioned some Carpenter vibes with this one? Mm, kind
0: I of. I noticed 1950s horror vibes. Yeah. And I'll get into that later too, but I like this aspect that, so we've got the mayhem on the streets. Like, for example... The original Maple Street monsters are due on Maple Street. We've got mayhem in the streets. It's not graphic, but it's craziness. There's a way to go about it. And like I said, you could take that slasher approach or not, and you don't just need go because that one yeah. doesn't
1: need it. And there's still a good sense of dread
0: and just craziness that happens. That's my number three. Number two, I'll just say I love seeing Ike going off the rails. He's a lot of fun, like you said. There are some moments where he's really able to scare someone, but then he's taken out quickly. I was expecting him to come back in, but he just never did.
1: I like he's funny too. Yes. Before, you know, the pre snap when he jokes about the pot being a James Patterson novel. It made yeah. me laugh. I watched that.
0: Two or three times. He made you chuckle. I was hoping that their neighbor was Seth Rogen. I had an audible chuckle. The other thing basically is an extension of that. And you said this. I really enjoyed the actors and actresses in this. Taisa was really enjoyable in this, I would say. At first, I thought she seemed a little too young. She she has that kind of young and innocent look, but I think that really played in well to the story and what her character represents and what she was going through this entire character it's arc. It's
1: believable that she would be someone
0: that is eager to please. Also jotted this down while watching, but there's a role I would love to see Thaisa play, and that's a young Laurie Strode.
1: I was just going to say that.
0: Mm-hmm. I It's in my notes, and, and while watching this, please I Please, God, wow. let's not do that. <laughs> we
1: don't need another laurie Strode story but i would love to
0: see i wish she was in the the new halloween film it's did like you the like, like uh
1: scout taylor compton from the rob zombie halloween's yeah mm-hmm. uh, she was all right yeah what's weird is the I'd other day i'd rather see Tysa?: what who i was talking to somebody about this and it was an actress and i was like she would be a perfect laurie strode and now i can't remember who
0: Oh, yeah. Well, that was brought up on one of our podcasts, but I can't well, remember. What you were talking about? Yeah, I, I had to go back and re-listen to that.
1: If you remember, uh, shoot us a Twitter message or something. Yeah,
0: tweet us.
1: You know, I bought – um, I finally bought the the new Halloween on Blu-ray.
0: You going to watch it after this episode?
1: No, but I have been – I've been we, you and I saw it twice in theaters, and I have been wanting to watch it again. And it was like nine bucks. Ooh! I said that's a steal. I'm going to steal that. You get oh, And I, I didn't it. steal it. I paid for it. But I'm I'm excited to watch it again. I'm
0: going to slash my way in to get that.
1: I got a little DGG, Matt. Ooh. Little, got a little. Gotta get some DGG. Forget about it. <laughs> I can't. I'm not even going to do it. DGG action. You can keep that in or not keep it in. It's like 1.30 in the morning because we're, we're having to record really late tonight. How about some Danny McBride action? All right. Do you think do Danny you think McBride put the Michael Myers mask on? Yeah, he did. Oh, yeah. All of those guys did. You I, think David Gordon Green directed a scene and he has action and he had the little I, mask on? I guarantee
0: you Danny's wearing the mask in one of those scenes.
1: I really want them to do a sequel. They've got one written. But I don't, I feel like they announced it or it's moving forward, but I don't think they're involved, either of them. Hey, I didn't know this. David Gordon Green is doing a Friday Night Lights movie. It's not a remake of the Peter Berg movie based on the original book.
0: Is it a sequel? It's
1: a, based on another true story. And DGG says, he goes, I grew up, I think he grew up in Texas, but he's like, oh. I grew. I was in the marching band. My friend was quarterback. And we, so I have this experience of growing up in this culture where football reigns over everything. So he's writing it now or has written it, and that's supposed to be his next project. Wow. Isn't that friggin' awesome? Are you excited for that project? I love it. Are
0: you kind of mad that they're more or less Redoing this, but and no, because
1: it's so it's so perfect for good storytelling.
0: Hopefully, Danny McBride plays the vice principal in it.
1: He's he, David Gordon Green has the weirdest filmography of anybody, <laughs> especially starting out with how he started out and what he was hailed as. True. Did you see the preview for? The new uh, Danny McBride show on, yes. on uh, HBO. It's,
0: what is it, Family Jewels?
1: Yeah, they're like, past, like really sicko pervert pastors. Looks nuts. Just imagine if um, Danny McBride's character from Eastbound and Down was a pastor.
0: And John Goodman is his father.
1: It's going to be a filthy riot.
0: I'm Jesse Gemstone. I'm Kelvin Gemstone. And I'm Eli Gemstone. Stop the hate and celebrate what the Lord has given us
1: going to answer that or just let it me off? Pumped. Anyway, Twilight Zone. <laughs> you know, this is Back not to good Twilight when Zone. we're talking about this for as much as we are. Things you disliked and three things or less. I, I've named a oh, thousand and one things. I'm not going to go over it again. I think the most egregious thing is the fact that the the synopsis of this episode is basically all that it is. It offers nothing more than a meteorite shower makes men go crazy and that's it. That's the most offensive thing to me. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to go into the other stuff. I I just hated this episode.
0: I will basically expand on what I brought up earlier. One is the character traits. Just those should have been expanded. Like make us not just feel more, but there's got to be more to this. And once again, that boils down to the plot. The subtleties. This is where I've been okay saying I am I do not have a problem watching episodes of this new series where subtleties thrown out the window. I'm okay with that. Maybe you approach those episodes and that kind of storytelling in that way. I'm okay. Whatever. But this was the first time I thought, you know, I, I, I can watch it and I'm on board while watching it. But whenever we get to the ending and it just kind of just felt like a slap in the face. That's whenever I wouldn't say it was a breaking point, but it just really left me wanting so much more and made me really think about this new series and say, what does this have to say? Once again, I know you asked that a few podcasts ago. What are you trying to say that hasn't been already said? This episode brought me to that point to ask that. To myself, not happy. Okay, we predicted in the last episode a few things that would end up happening in not all men. We have four predictions. We actually have five. There's a bonus. You
1: snuck in one. Snuck it in.
0: After I was long
1: gone, and you snuck in one. I got a little surprised when I re-listened to it because you said, "I got a little, I got a little surprise for you." Just listen to the very end. So the four we predicted on the pod originally was Taisa Farmiga will kill at least one person. Ding, ding, ding. We got that right. 1,000 points. Uh, you predicted, you I predicted didn't. that a character will say, grab them by the blank. blank. We'll let you figure out what that was. That Ooh. was n- never said. No. I told you that wouldn't happen. But it happened. Uh, I don't think he ever got that far, but he got close. He got he got inches away. Oof. You said the comet shower that starts this whole thing, another one will happen, and it will end the chaos. That did not happen.
0: Should have happened.
1: And then I guessed a 47-minute runtime. Very close. I think that's
0: worth giving at least 500 points to. Yeah,
1: about five. We'll say 100. So I keep my profit okay. status for the runtime. And then when the show ended, what did you say? That one character will point and shout, you're a bad man. Yeah. They could have had a kid say that and it would have been okay. I was waiting for it. I was waiting so for so did teen- this, this only made men go crazy, like little boys. They weren't like stabbing their moms and stuff.
0: So we see the teenager, which is the nephew of Annie in this, where he fights off the rage.
1: We know. No, he doesn't fight. He tries to bring it on. Well, he's he grabs the rock, right? So basically, he was trying to control it. Yeah. Like the whole. Yeah. And then Annie more or less
0: says, I saw you. Like you were in that moment and you were fighting, struggling with this. The guy, he's the CEO of the company where Annie works. He doesn't have it, right? He's running through the streets and he's like, not all men have it. Yeah, he's
1: got it, but it's not as bad.
0: And he's trying to be he's, saved and then he's attacked. It starts
1: bubbling up when they end up running away from him. Because sure. it starts coming out. No matter, just because every man, it's within every man. This is just innate. You know what would have been great?
0: Do something like 28 Days Later with a Rage Virus, but do it with meteors instead.
1: Would this have been cool if they turned them into zombies? Maybe. Once again,
0: there would there, be a lot of ways that they could approach this. And to a degree, even if you do get this Rage Virus, that's what I'm going to call it, even though it's stealing from 28 Days Later, I feel like that would have made for a better story. We can call it
1: Rage Against the Meteorite.
0: Love it. That actually makes me angry, and I think that's the only way to watch this episode. Let's talk about the overall grade now. I know it sounds like we have just made this canvas, and we pooped in our hands and smeared it. And we're like,
1: that's this show. That would have been more enjoyable (laughs) than watching
0: this. I've done a D-plus before, right? Mm, I don't think. I think you gave the comedian a C-minus.
1: Jeez. Well, this one's getting a (laughs) D-plus. You know what? I'm going to give it a D. I don't even care anymore.
0: A flat D. It should be
1: getting an F.
0: I think you gave the comedian a C minus just because of the comedian. C for
1: comedian. That one I just think is so much better visually. I think the performances are better. I think it's more interesting. I think the ending is fine. In all seriousness, I will give this a D. I feel like I should go with a D. I'm
0: going C minus. And as time goes along, I may end up dropping the score. Like I said, as soon as it was over, I immediately thought, "Wow, that really sucked." Like I wanted, I was hoping for a lot more. Is there a YouTube moment that years down the road we'll look back to and say, "That is the moment from Not All Men I am going to rewatch"?
1: Mm. I would say for me, when the credits roll.
0: Oh, mine's got to be when Ike. Yeah, it's, is it's losing it.
1: It's when Ike is losing his crap,
0: and he says, "Because it's scary." The
1: candles. It's scary. It's actually like, gonna need to get closer. Make a wish. He was he was a lot of fun. What's hard to believe is he didn't know he was re- he didn't he wasn't even acting. He was improv. They didn't even he didn't know the cameras were rolling. That was just him.
0: Him being himself.
1: And he was really mad because he wanted that cake, but he couldn't he couldn't get a piece until they blew the candles out.
0: That is exactly what you said. It's a behind the scenes take of him wishing that actress a happy birthday, and. He did not know that he was being killed off in the episode. So they kept him in five extra minutes.
1: Let's rank the new Twilight Zone episodes. Number seven. At the bottom. Not All Men. Worst episode of the season. (laughs) And you and I talked about this. Will anything top the comedian as being the worst? Guys, we just got it. How surprised. I'm not surprised at all. (laughs) Actually, I am. Because I thought this would be all right. All I
0: can say is I'm bummed. To be saying I'm all that.
1: Uh, number six, The Comedian. Well, the, the best thing about this being the very bottom, I'm not going to change my rankings from last week. So, number six, The Comedian. Number five, Replay. Number four, The Wonderkind, which is looking better and better as we move along, <laughs> especially that ending, which I love.
0: Oh, so good.
1: Number three, A Traveler. Number two, Nightmare. Number one, Six Degrees of Freedom. Whoop, whoop. I have a feeling Six Degrees is going to start slipping for me.
0: Yeah. I think overall, I'm going to look back and reshuffle, as you say.
1: And as I had originally, the one looking very high, I think that one will, it dropped. I think it's going to rise again. Bring it up, baby. In the power rankings. Before we start recording
0: this, I had the comedian at the bottom. Don't you dare. I can't. After talking about this, there were a lot of things that I said, I'm going to stand up for things with not all men. I think we shared a lot of the same views on this and wanted it to be good. Really yeah, that's the thing
1: is we want these to be good. We were so excited for this to come back. And, and it's becoming a. I, I I could not recommend this to anybody.
0: Yeah, And that's it. Like after doing this episode – This
1: show, not even just this episode. Yeah. We can't recommend this show to anybody.
0: Yeah, that's that honestly pains me to say it, but it's true. So I got to slap Not All Men at the bottom of that list at number seven. Right above that, The Comedian at six. The Wonderkind at five. Nightmare at 30,000 feet 3, A Traveler 2, Six Degrees of Freedom, number one. Love it. Let's talk about Easter eggs now. I don't have a lot, but tying into the new Twilight Zone episodes, did you notice at the
1: beginning of this episode on a we're, post-it note? am going to be honest with you.
0: You, t- you were starting to I zone out. I was
1: so not into this episode. <laughs> I didn't notice Whipple. I didn't notice 1015. Teen. Nothing. I didn't That's notice it. really other than the obvious Maple Street references any references to past episodes because I not trying to be dramatic. I, I was almost going to be Jackson Maine after I watched this. Oh. I'm glad that I have my belt tightly around my waist right now. <laughs> Mine was hanging. Ready to go.
0: Ready to Just go. Just don't cr- Don't close that garage door. That's all I got to say.
1: If you drive by my house and the dogs next to the garage door, <laughs> you need to you need to call my cell phone or call police.
0: Just call 911 right away. The Maple Street reference. Did you like Peel in the beginning whenever he appears on screen as the narrator and we have this very like not, this Maple Street intro for him?
1: Yeah, I think the idea is cool. He seems like he was about ready to fall asleep. Right? <laughs> and both like, of he these. He just yes. like, I, 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 I'm done.
0: And both the intro it's and weird. outro seem that way. Yeah. So very very strange. Get so that,
1: get that guy a Red Bull. He Red needed Bull one. Red Bull gives you get wings.
0: He needed wings. That's what I hear. If the narrator floated off into this night sky
1: with wings, that would have been like, okay, this is a great episode. The narr, yeah, the narrator might be doing a Jackson Maine before long. Time.
0: <laughs> it looked like he was about to. So the times with the new Twilight Zone episodes. One, first up, we got 1015 Fifteen on a post note hanging on one of the computers where says character is working. The other thing, toward the end of this, Whipple News appears on screen. Nods to older Twilight Zone episodes, we have meteors that were mentioned also, and Monsters Are Due on Maple Street. In this episode, most resembles Monsters Are Due on Maple Street. Just okay. minus the whole ending with aliens standing above saying, wow, these people really failed. Congratulations. I think aliens were standing above the writer's room like, wow.
1: These riders really fail. <laughs> I hate saying that, too, because I know I want to believe that they're working hard. Yeah, that's true. And once I again... Hate, I hate sitting here bashing this. It doesn't make me feel good.
0: Both of us, we feel bad about it, but it just, it really sucks to feel that way. The episode, I want to talk about some of the things that it resembles. First up, I mentioned earlier, a 1950s style of invasion stories like The Blob or Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Did you get some of those vibes? A little bit. Especially the way that it looked.
1: Sorry, i yawning.
0: Another, it's because you're stuck and you just can't get out. Also, Star Trek. There online has been mention of this episode resembling a taste of Armageddon
1: from the original Star Trek series. Do little Could- meteorites come down as much as they do in the beginning of this episode? Oh, no, that's I like it was a like lot. 2000, and she was. He was like, did you see that? And she's like, no. And there's like 15 lights in the, just flashes in the sky. And then he's like, right there. I'm like, what? How do you not see that?
0: That would have been better if instead of meteors, those were like small missiles, aliens were
1: shooting down at us. That would have been a kind of a good idea is they're not meteorites. There's something sent from space, from aliens. Yes. And they're the ones doing this. See, once again,
0: more suggestions, writers. Come on. The last thing I have to say about this episode resembling something else: the Screwfly Solution. It online I read that it kind of half reverses that story for not all men. The Screwfly Solution was written by Rakuna Sheldon, aka Alice Sheldon, aka James Tripletree Junior. That's a 1977 story in which a disease really does drive men insane and leads them to murder women. And the murders are trying to rationalize their behavior. Why not just retell that story, but in the Twilight I Zone? I think
1: they've already done that. I feel like that's been adapted somewhere. I'm pretty sure.
0: That's all I've got. But coming up on the next Twilight Zone episode, point of origin. We have to now do some predictions on this episode.
1: I've got two right away. I only have one, and it's my fallback runtime.
0: I'm, I'm anxious. I think you should go first. I've been waiting this entire episode to hear.
1: <laughs> if that's the what you're looking forward to the <laughs> yeah. most, then we're in trouble. Been, yeah, I'm serious. My guess, 49 minutes.
0: And it's going to drag on. Do you think, is that going to be like part two of your prediction that it will drag on?
1: Ooh, I don't know. I don't think the preview looks good. I'm like, oh, that's a topic I've, I can't believe we haven't gotten that seven episodes in. So, yes immigration i i Let will me guess immigration Yep. Yeah. the second one will be just don't mention grabbing any blanks <laughs> no it's not going to be what people say
0: my prediction it appears to take place on the u.s mexico border okay i'll say that we and not all men it was somewhere in rhode island I think newberry was the name of the town so i'm going to say this is Point of origin take place on the U.S.-Mexico border. The other prediction, our main character will face a dilemma of escape alone or sacrifice herself to save others. And we've got to have a fourth one.
1: I don't know. Can
0: you think of one? If not, I'll just, I'll wing it.
1: I want you to wing it because I want to see what crap comes out of your mouth.
0: I will say that this episode will span one entire year.
1: Ooh, span one entire year. You like Jennifer Goodwin? Uh,
0: I can't really say. I honestly have no, no opinion. I, I can't really think of anything that she's been in.
1: I watched one of her movies recently with my girlfriend, and it is a little movie called He's Just Not That Into You. Okay. Which has the craziest cast of anything you've ever seen in your life. Do you want me to read you the cast of this movie? Yes. Ben Affleck. Loves. Jennifer Aniston. Loves. Drew Barrymore.
0: Double loves really?
1: Yes. I'm not a big fan of hers. Real?
0: Is it just her acting? I don't think or she's what? a good actress.
1: Not done yet. Jennifer okay. Connelly. Okay. Kevin Connelly. Ooh. Bradley Cooper. Ooh. Scarlett Johansson. Oh,
0: triple loves.
1: Chris Christopherson. <whistles> Justin Long.
0: Okay, I like some Justin Long.
1: Uh, who else we got in here? Busy Phillips is in here. Louis Busy. Guzman is in there. Awesome. We got. Uh, Natasha Leggero. This, this cast is it's, it's an incredible cast. And you know what? I kind of liked it. I watched it because I was like, I got I to gotta watch some Ben Affleck.
0: But yeah, to also prepare for this upcoming
1: Twilight Zone episode. Yes, of course. That was that's, the main reason. I did it seven months in advance.
0: Fans out there, this is going to do it for another Twilight Zone episode on Quality Check
1: Podcast. We just want to apologize for being so negative tonight. We
0: are sorry from the bottom of our hearts. Seriously. We're I'm not trying to be. Sincere.
1: Coming up next on
0: Quality Check Podcast, in addition to another Twilight Zone episode, we will have Filmmaker Spotlight on S. Craig Zoller. We've got three movies of his. We're diving into those.
1: Which, by the way, every time we say S. Craig Zoller, we have to stop... Start again, and then we edit all that out because we can never say his name correctly the first time. We always mess it up because of S. It's supposed to be at the end of a name. What if we'll say S, filmmaker... Craig, one time, and then we're never saying it again? What if Zoller... I also can't say Dragged Across Concrete unless I really think about it. <laughs> Zoller.
0: Just go by Zoller. I'm Likes worried like because I still Zendaya. haven't
1: watched all of these movies, and I got a busy weekend. It's going to be busy for both you and me. Ooh.
0: Also, don't forget that you can rate us and subscribe so that you know when a new Quality Check Podcast episode drops into your podcast player. You can follow us on Twitter at QualityCheckPod, Instagram at Quality Check Podcast, or shoot us an email to QualityCheckPodcast at gmail.com. Just don't actually shoot
1: us. Gotta come closer. <laughs> don't forget to make a wish. <laughs> Is this what you wanted?
0: Quality Check is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Find more of your favorite podcasts at Spreaker.com slash Studio DNA.